Welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Schwan Humes. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. I put all the uh, previous week's fights up on the blog. Uh, I also did uh, post a, uh, a video from uh, Sun uh, Tuesday's NXT. It was Io Shirai and uh, Kaylee Ray beating Casey Cutton's own Caden Carter. Uh, from the uh, semifinals of the Dusty Classic. It's a really good match and well worth watching, uh, mostly because uh, when you give Io Shirai the time to produce uh, a really good match, you know, her she's just a magical performer. Like, she could pretty much do anything that needs to be done. So I recommend that to anybody because uh, it's uh, you know, a pleasure for me. I really enjoy watching her. Sean, you ever watched Dio? Uh, not a lot, especially recently. I've just been busy, been super busy. No, oh, but you've seen her before. You know what she can do and everything like that, right? Yeah, very talented. Okay, let's uh, start with um, uh, Saturday's UFC. There were two matches on the show. First one, uh, we had um, um, uh, Martina, was it Martina Rodriguez, right? Or whatever. I get these Rodriguez. Marina Rodriguez. Marina Rodriguez beat uh, Yan Shonan by split decision. Okay, so uh, let me first of all talk briefly about it. Uh, Marina, she trains at Thai Brazil in Florianópolis, Brazil. Her uh, coach is Marcio Malka. Uh, um, now, after the she lost to. Um, Carla Sparza, Yan uh, decided to move to the U.S. because uh, going back and forth uh, between China and the U.S. was beginning to be a problem. And so she uh, uh, talked to uh, UFC bantamweight Song Yadong, and he's training at um, uh, Team Alpha Male in Sacramento uh, with um, Horizia Faber. So that's where she is. Uh, she's training there. They're both strikers, not particularly overpowering strikers either. Um, now, it was a split decision. The way I scored it, I thought uh, Yan won the first two rounds, and then um, Marina won the third round. Okay, so it's not that I thought that Yan performed particularly well. She's pretty much performed the same way that we've seen her perform at other times okay but i thought that marina underperformed in the first two rounds and i just thought she lost the first two rounds uh as it turns out both uh two or three judges gave her round two you know if they'd have gone the other way it was a close round if they'd gone the other way yan would have won the round because she obviously won round one and marina won round three and obviously marina's coach uh, like I said, uh, uh, Malta, he thought that she lost the first two rounds too because he yelled at her be- between rounds. And she was a lot better in the third round. Okay? So, for me, I thought that Jan won the fight, but she didn't get the decision from the judges. I didn't think it was a robbery, but I also don't think that Marina deserved to win that fight. Okay? what? How did you score it, Sean? Uh, I really felt... I really, I, 
I really I went for Marina. I thought I thought Jan was effective with her volume, but once Marina started actually landing clean and putting shots together on her, it seemed like Jan. I haven't really seen anybody back her off before, and for the first time, I really saw her not wanting to open up as much. I saw her kind of resetting. I saw her like taking some chances instead of just piling on volume. And she didn't do that against Gedalia. Gedalia couldn't back her off. Angela Hill couldn't back her off. Nobody's really backed her off or made her kind of reset and try to be defensive. And it seemed like, I don't know if Marina was just hitting her very hard or Marina was hitting her at every level and that was disrupting her. I'm guessing she's not used to girls trying to match her work rate or punch. And when she started getting hit as much as she was hitting them, it, it didn't seem like she was she was really in she she was she was really committed to it once she started really taking so I felt early on she had control of it, but once she started taking hard counters, I, I don't think she really pushed the pace as much but, as she could have. But but Schwan, it's kinda of like I said, I don't think it was it was Jan who was really any better than normal in the first two rounds. I just don't think Marina performed well. I, I don't I don't think she performed she didn't put on a dominant performance. I won't say she didn't perform well. She didn't. She didn't dominate. Well, but from well, what from what I'm seeing, Mian had a plan. Her plan is always to impose her will and put volume on her. Marina, through counters and, and three level striking, made her get away from that. So if I'm a judge looking at it objectively, and this and this other person had a plan. The person on the left, Marina, executed her plan. The person on the right bailed that which bailed out on her plan because of the. But Schwan- but Schwan, she didn't execute it for two rounds. She only executed the third round. Well, I'm not saying she executed. Well, in Jan had chances where she could have overwhelmed her if she would have took another two or three steps forward. Listen, she would never take me, me, two or three steps forward. Let me explain something to you. Jan Shonan is not a fighter who can win in a dominant fashion. Okay. I understand that. It ain't happening, okay? This is something that Faber needs to work on with her. He needs to figure out how to make her have her something. I don't think she's at the right camp for that. I think when you throw that much volume, you look at how, I mean, the best bet, if you're going to do what she does with the volume, then you need to do something similar to a Colby Covington or you need to do something to a Max Holloway. Either you need to get her offensive wrestling up to par or you need to, you need to refine her striking so she's attacking multiple levels and breaking people down. She really just kind of charges in and literally depends on you to cover up or not punch she, back. She Marina won, was punching back. I think both of them, honestly, we're talking about two fighters here who are one-dimensional. Okay? They do the same thing. Um, I can't say not a, not a deep skill set, but she's got a broad one. She can do a little bit of everything. She can wrestle you offensively, defensively. She can strike offensively, no. defensively. She can grab offensively, defensively. Listen, she's primarily a kickboxer. That's what they trained out that place. Okay. I'm not saying – well, that's that's for Jan. Jan is. But Marina has some no. – Marina, Marina – Jan has not shown as much as Marina. See, I don't agree with that. I don't think she's shown, shown that much. I didn't, I'm not saying that much more, but Marina's shown that she can do more. She survived being in bad positions under a top-notch submission threat. She's had to defend takedowns. She's had to fight her way off the clinch. Jan has only been effective pressuring. Once she stops pressuring, she's no good. But Schwan, for two rounds, Marina did not perform. Listen, she just didn't perform well. She lost her first decisive round two. Very close. I still think Jan 
won the round. And it not, wasn't because Jan was great. It's because Marina sucked. I, I would say that. But once again, Jan doing better than expected doesn't mean she won it. She I, didn't, I I, I'm not I even – no, no, no. listen to me again. I didn't say she did better than expected. I don't think she did. What I do think is that Marina sucked for the first two rounds. That's what I think. Okay? I think she lost the first two rounds. I'm not saying even that Jan won the first two rounds. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? No, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I'm just going by the, the purpose of you when you actually have to judge it. Somebody has to be a winner and loser. I agree with you. But someone has to be a winner and loser, and I could justify Marina getting the win over Jan. No, I would, I, listen, I can justify it too because round two in particular was very close. But the point is she still gave a poor performance, and she didn't make me think that she could do anything in a title fight. No, she did not. she did not stamp her – Jan is a busy and a fairly tough kind of tough fighter. This was kind of in the but the way she fight set up Marina to ha- have an explosive win because she's going to keep coming and serving herself up for encounters. This was a fight Marina was supposed to really put a beating on her or she finish her. She didn't do it, and yeah. I don't see her doing it to either whoever the champ is. Doesn't really matter. Okay, now Joanna Hajicek was at the show. I just wanted to cover this. She was supporting uh, Masvidal, and um, she said during one of her interviews that she is going to wait for uh, Zhang Veili, which is not what she said two weeks ago. Well, she doesn't have any leverage. Well, I I know that, and you know that, but maybe she doesn't know that. But it's like I said before, you know, she said she wasn't going to wait, but now she says she is going to Yeah, I mean, what else, what else is there for her? She can't force her hand. She doesn't have any power as far as popularity. She isn't bringing any money. So financially, she she has to do it their way or she just ha- has to choose not to do it. She doesn't have any leverage to force the fight she wants. Okay. Well, in the other fight that was on the show, you had uh, Maria Moroz beat Maria Agapova with the second round, I think with a head and arm choke, right? And, um, you know, these are two fighters that are consistently inconsistent. You never know what they're going to do. Uh, Marina, I don't believe. First of all, she hadn't fought for two years. Okay? She's canceled four fights. And secondly, she hasn't fought like this. In, in, when was the last time she fought like this? Like she's very inconsistent. Okay, uh, she's training down at ATT. Uh, they had a, uh, Maria was training at ATT, but she had a beef with with uh, Marina, and she's now at what I called on my blog the poor man's ATT, MMA Masters, <laughs> you know, and, you know, she just didn't look good here, and I don't know if Marina will look like this the next time we see her, we've seen her before, she's coming back to the next fight, she'll look horrible, so, I don't know, Sean. Uh, shocking, because you really thought... I, I've had issues with Agapova. I think she lacks a certain kind of – I think she's athletically, she's fairly well. I think she's got a good skill set. I've never been a fan, fan of her durability or her physicality, and I feel those are two spots she can always be had in. You would just think that since she's been active, she would have the advantage over someone who, even if she's been training, hasn't been under live fire. You think there 
There would be a difference in sharpness and awareness and conditioning and pace. And it didn't really seem like she had any chance to take control of the fight. I mean, she didn't, she couldn't control position. She couldn't really back Marina up, get her off her. Schwat. Schwan, where are you? Schwan, are you back? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Did, did I cut off? Okay, sorry. Yeah, you did. Try again. I thought, I've, I've said this before on the show with Agapova. I think she lacks a certain kind of durability and physicality that makes it tough against a certain kind of opponent. But I figured with her having fought often, she she would have to be sharper, be in better shape, probably be more have a more balanced skill set. She looked terrible in this fight. Marina had her way in well, almost let, every let, game. Uh, let me say this. Uh, I think she's now training at a place that's nowhere near as good as ATT. But I think she let the pressure of being at ATT get to her. Yeah, well, she wasn't great at ATT either. But my... Regardless of where she's training at, that's the place she chose. Whether it's comfort, whether someone sold her on it, the fact that she chose that place, and, and given her record and mm -hmm. given her, her position in the UFC, she can't afford to make the right decision. I hate to say it, can't afford to let pressure get to her because she's in a, a give or take business and she's on the edge. She ha she's not popular enough. She doesn't generate enough money to keep getting passes. Literally dominated by a fighter who hasn't fought in what, a year and a half? It's not a good look. And, no, and it's not. A person, who's pro, a person who's primarily known as a striker in every range of the fight. It, it, it's just yeah. a bad look. It's great for Marina, terrible for, for, for Agapova. Yeah, and, and my, my uh, Marina is very inconsistent. Like, she'll come back in her next fight and she'll look awful. So we just have to wait to see. She's been in the UFC since 2015. This is what she's like. She'll be good on one fight and, and she's just inconsistent. Uh, yeah, it's true. But like like I said, I think a lot of it comes down to like her habits and and her inactivity, and I think that contributes to it. Um, but one thing is, she's had a lot of combat experience, so it seems like her poise and security is always there, even when her execution and and, and te technical awareness is not. I should point out that her uh, post fight interview is well worth going out of your way to see. I'll probably have to check it out. I, I didn't pay attention to it. I kind of went off to do something else. No, I, it was well. It's because she's from the Ukraine and her family is still there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, let's move on to the sad this Saturday show. This will be uh, an earlier show than usual, I guess. The uh, fight pass prelude four o'clock. Okay, uh, next week will be in a couple of weeks. Will be even earlier because they're going to be in England. Okay, so we got two fights on this show. First one is at uh, flyweight. It is JJ Aldridge versus Jillian Robertson, and uh, JJ has been in the UFC for quite a while now. She trains at um, Elevation with your buddy Trevor Whitman. Uh, Jillian Robertson is from Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. Uh, she doesn't. You know what? She still trains with Dean Thomas. Like she's trained with Dean Thomas since she was a teenager, and her, she's a wrestler. JJ Aldrich is a striker, but not an overpowering one. And I just think that if Jillian gets her down on the mat, it's all over. That's usually what happens. Yeah, Jillian. but the, 
the thing about it is Jillian, we've had multiple fights for Jillian. All she had to do is get someone to the mat. And she's never been reliable to do it, mainly because she can't strike her way into range well enough to get clean takedowns, to get tie-ups, or to when she gets takedown to secure position because her she's so hesitant when the people throw strikes at her and she has no ability to work her way, way into position behind a jab or with footwork and pressure. So it's like Aldridge is more of a but even with that, Aldridge, Aldridge isn't anybody's real high-level grappler or wrestler, but Aldridge competes in every range, and Aldridge is what I call a really professional, really well-prepared fighter. She's always in great shape. She always has a good game plan for her opposition, and she she's, no, always, but she's always she's always very well Yeah, but she has no talent. power. She yeah, has she no like, power. She has no power, she, though. She lacks talent, and against a better athlete, she generally can lose, but every once in a while, she can pull one out you have an athlete who isn't prepared or one who's mentally a little shaky. Robertson's kind of shaky. As long as she's the hammer, she's fine. But once she can't get a takedown early or she starts to put on her, we've seen her fold up. We've seen her back off. We've seen her be bullied and out hustle. Yeah. So I just don't it, think, it, I just don't, to me. Yeah, I just don't think JJ can keep her, can keep Jillian off her. We've seen what happens when, uh, you know, once you start striking with you realize, well, she can't hurt me, you know, and I think that's what's going to happen here. Because I think gonna... I think... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry? I, I think you're right. But anybody who's watched Jillian Robinson over the entirety of her career, her career cannot be really, really solid that she's going to win. You can, I, it, could, it could be a higher percentage, but seeing her fight, I can't. I, I wouldn't bet money on her. I just can't. I, I don't bet money on anybody. But the point is, is I, I just don't believe J.J has enough to keep her off her. So once he gets her in the clinch, that's it. Takes her down, it's over. Yeah, uh, I I don't I don't know I don't know that she's gonna do that though. I don't know that she finishes that quickly. Sir Ruth to the whip. All right, the other fight we have here is at flyweight as well. It is Sabina Mazo versus Miranda Maverick. And both of these women are on our are on two fight losing streaks. Okay, and I think it's fair to say that Sabina is a uh, disappointment. Okay, she's from Colombia. She trains at uh, Kings MMA in Huntington Beach, California, which is Rafael Cordero. And she, when she was in LFA, she was known for her head kicks and shit like that. And she hasn't really done that sort of thing in uh, in the UFC, so uh, she doesn't look good. Uh, Miranda. Um, is now training with your boy Trevor Whitman at Elevation, and this is going to be her second fight. So she's on a two-fight losing streak too, and we're going to see if. And she's still young, so we're going to see what kind of progress that uh, Whitman has made with her, because it, it, it obviously would take more than one fight to figure out uh, what he can do with her. Her, her, and Ma Mazo are kind of versions of each other. Mazo is kind of a, a devastating, punishing fighter who, when she can't blow, roll over you, essentially runs out of ideas and gets exploited because her defense is so lacking. And to a degree, her cardio is kind of lacking. Maverick is a pressure physical fighter who, once her volume and her pace doesn't wear on you, she runs out of ideas. Um, Mazo doesn't seem to have made any changes. And the biggest difference I see with her in the UFC is it lower levels her size and her strength made girls defensive so she could pick her shots because they weren't willing to fire off or attack her because she's so big and strong. I don't want to get underneath her. I don't want her to reverse me. I don't want her to counter me. So I'm going to try 
and be defensive and Mazda could pick the shots she wants. Um, in the UFC, she has girls who are comparable to her, or better athletes, or have comparable or superior skills. So now she's being pressured. She doesn't have the poise because she's not used to being pushed back. And that's where you see her defensive holes in her wrestling, her, her grappling, and her striking becoming more apparent. Um, I would think Miranda Maverick has a chance to win this just because she's a better conditioned fighter and Mazo makes a lot of mistakes. What Trevor Whitman's going to do, even in one camp, you can't change her technique overnight, but what you can do is change how she approaches fights as far as showing an awareness and showing a, showing a sense of depth in what she's doing. So I would expect Maverick to still fight the way she normally fights, but maybe see the fight a little bit differently so she can exploit things on multiple levels, things like body punch things like attacking multi multiple levels and takedowns or strikes she gets pretty predictable and i'm thinking that trevor's going to make her a little bit more defensively aware and a little bit more of a threat on the counter which will maximize her athleticism and maximize her work rate and maximize her pace yeah i see miranda winning this fight uh pretty much for the reasons you're just talking about um she wasn't getting she was getting decent training down there in virginia i mean her coach was pretty good uh, Mekin Samerzier. But the problem was it's a small camp and she needed uh, a wider range of sparring partners. And that's why she left there and moved to Denver. You know, well, that's, so that's, that's really what a lot of people, the when you have smaller camps, the smaller camps aren't worse than the big camps as far as teaching and technique. The question is, do you have enough bodies and different types of bodies and level of athleticism to push yeah. you the way you need to work? You're training with C-level, no offense, in some cases, C-level fighters, and then you go to you got to jump up and fight A-level fighters. And that gap just throws off your planning or throws off your techniques because the same things that work against C-level athletes do not work against A-level athletes. Yeah. She's Potential. Sabina, I don't think has potential. She's shown. No, she's she's with me at this point. I think we. I think it. I think it really uh, emphasizes the difference between LFA and UFC. You know, not all. Uh, just because you 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 win in the LFA doesn't mean you can win in the UFC. Yep, you're right. Okay, now finally, Kayla has signed with the PFL. Okay, as was predicted by me several months ago so i don't really comment but, but I, she's still whining though this is what i don't want to hear her whining anymore yeah i've said this before i don't, I don't have a problem with her because combat every sport especially combat sports is a short career so i have no problem with her getting her money i have no problem with her taking pfl and going that way my problem becomes when she keeps complaining and whining like she she has no way to face the best. She had a way earlier on. She could have taken less money from Dana. She could have taken less money from Bellator and, and taken now, a risk to fight. It wasn't, to fight Schwan, here's the problem. The problem is, for, in order for her to do what she's talking about, she has to drop to 135. 145 is not good enough, okay? Uh, listen, do I think Cyborg is the best? No, because of the competition level, okay? I think 135. The problem is, there's a health reason why she can't drop to 135. Well, okay. I, I understand I understand that. But even at 145, she would have faced at least – I mean, Julia Budd's going over there, and Julia Budd's going to be yeah. – if, if Julia Budd fights her, that will be the very best opponent she has ever fought in her life. Yeah. If, there's a health, if, there's, if there's a health reason, like we, everybody keeps telling me there's legit health reason, then there's no point in her complaining because she can't do it. So That's there's, right. What's the point of the well, the funny yeah. – the, the, 
the funny thing about it is that she said it in an interview that she was considering dropping to 135, and then she said it a day later. She didn't mean it. Well, if she, like, once again, if you can't make it, whose fault is that? You can't get mad at anybody. You can't get mad at PFL. You can't get mad at UFC. You can't get mad at Bellator. You can't make it. So you just, just have to deal with the hand that dealt with you. But also, no. on top of dealing with the hand you dealt with you, she gets to fight four-tier fighters and get paid better than some champions get paid. Yeah. What's I don't, I don't know what she's complaining about, Schwaz. I don't know either. You get to beat up on four three tier girls. You get to talk all the shit you want. You get to be considered a high level MMA fighter when you beat nobody high level and you get paid more than everybody. What's the complaint? None. And by the way, she did exactly what I thought she did. Go exactly where the money is. Uh, it's smart. I can't hate her on her for it. She should do it. That's what all the MMA fighters complain about, right? We don't get enough money. Okay, well then go for the money. But don't get mad when we call you out for it. Yeah. Okay, uh, this weekend, oh, last night there was an Invicta show. Did you watch any of it? Uh, not. Okay, so it was, <laughs> they had some last-minute problems that kind of affected the show, you might say. So I, I think a lot of, yeah, it's unfortunate, but <laughs> this, that stuff starts, has to stop happening with that company. I yeah, do. Ex- I, mean, I do ahead, expect ahead. that. I do expect that Martina Rodriguez should get the call to the UFC pretty soon. Yeah, I, I the the only problem I ever have with Invicta is like they can't ever get the real momentum, and every time they do, little things come up, last second things happen, and it take, takes away from their credibility as an organization that provides top notch women because it's always or it's girls who aren't being developed properly because they don't ha- have enough competition. So it hurts their brand, and it, it really just hurts their ability to, to establish any sort of real reputation. And one fight that was kind of funny was Milana Dudieva, uh was beating up this Brazilian girl who's, who's a... Uh, yeah. What the... There you go. Go ahead. Sorry. Was, a t- was beating up this girl uh, who's the... I can't remember her name. She's a teammate of... Um, Jessica Andrade actually cuts her hair. Gomez? Gomez? Sorry? Was yeah, it Gomez? Gomez? Yeah. And she was beating her. And then in round she showed once again that Milana Dudieva may be the worst female fighter in history. She's just plain awful. You know. You know. She I just, can't they, keep, they keep putting her out there. They keep yeah, putting her out there. That's because she once upon a time. Okay, now a couple other things, and that's that this weekend, Saturday, is the uh, first round of the Deep Jewels Flyweight Tournament. And I'll just say that I expect the first round will be Saturday, the second round will be in May, and I expect Riddikai to win. There really isn't anybody there who can match up with her. Um, yeah, it seems like a one of the situations that showcase to kind of push her forward and take advantage of her name and take advantage of her popularity. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. So, uh, also, uh, Ryzen announced that, um, um, Ayaka Hamasaki will defend her uh, title against, uh, what's her name? Seiki Aizawa. That's who beat her at the new year's Eve show. Okay. So that wasn't a title fight. Now, the question is, where are they going to put this fight on the show? 
it'll be on the main will it be on the main card because the last fight was not and second will lightning strike twice which i don't expect it i watched that fight and it was a fluke there's no way she does it again yeah i would probably say it was but i guess she'll get a chance to show it wasn't a fluke she'll get that opportunity if she doesn't like that all right uh anything else uh, anything you want to talk about sean uh, no, sir. That was it. Okay. So, again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any, uh, all the fights, that, uh, the two fights from last weekend are posted up on the blog. If you have any questions or comments for my blog or my podcast, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you can subscribe to the podcast, you can just go to Google Podcasts, Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.